DC Mortgage, Dallas Cowboys Happy Hour. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. And by SWBC Mortgage. Customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit SWBC.com. Now, your host, Shannon Gross. Welcome to the happy hour live from, well, some of us are live from the star here in Frisco. I am joined in person in studio by my office mate and good friend of DallasCowboys.com, Nick Eatman, across the plexiglass from me. What's up? Hi, Nick. Fake high five. How you doing? We also joined from uh, 105.3 The Fan, Corey Majors. Corey, how are you? Doing great tonight. Doing really well. Looking forward to the coming football week. Sounds great. You sound a lot better than RJ. Man, I don't last, know what if you week. got a better phone or what. But I think RJ was, was RJ was in Australia or something. <laughs> yeah, no. Ted Nichols Payne hooked me up on this one. So of course he uh, does. He's nice. the man. I was looking yeah, yeah. forward to hanging out with you tonight, Corey. But I guess we'll just have to listen to your voice, and you sound like an angel tonight. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. And then we're joined by very special very guest. Welcome to the show, Darren Woodson. How are you, Woody? I'm doing good. Can you guys hear me well? Of course oh, we can. Oh, yeah, man. We can hear you. Okay, all right. I was having some audio issues earlier. I apologize. Not a problem. Not a problem. How you been doing? I'm good, man. Just trying to, you know, stay crazy. I mean, I'm trying to. I've been crazy for the last four months with kids and work and everything through all COVID, but I'm bouncing back. All right. Well, tell tell us before we get into this football stuff, what what have you been doing for the last, I guess, four months that's so crazy? What are you doing for work now? What are you doing for for leisure? What all is going on with Darren Woodson? Woody. Lost him. Hmm. Uh, Audio difficulties. Corey, do we Corey, still have you? Corey, uh, yeah, I'm what's, still here. What's Darren Woodson been doing for far <laughs> Well, I can tell you this. I know that the uh, the uh, eligibles for uh, for the Hall of Fame are yes. back up. Yes, and Darren Woodson is back on the list, and Kevin and I and uh, Mike Bassick on the KNC Masterpiece during middays have been. Uh, we told Woody the other day that we will make a push for him. So it is our duty at this moment, to start pushing for Darren Woodson for the Hall of Fame. No Can we start some kind of petition or some kind of go fund, Hall of Fame GoFundMe or something to, to get this done? I mean, he Nick, he's, he's we have an autographed picture of him on our wall in our office. Oh, yeah, we don't need to be sold on this. No. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, we're good on there. All right. So now that Woodson's back, uh, Corey and Shannon were saying uh, you don't need to be in the Hall of Fame, but I, I was saying that I think you did. I'm kidding. Jokes. Sorry. No, Darren, I was just, I was just telling them that, uh, that Kevin and I, it is our mission, because we talked about this the other day on the show. Drew got in, and now it is our mission to make sure that we, uh, we do a campaign for you to get into the Hall of Fame. Start. <laughs> uh, it's right now. I mean, it's been started. So no, it's it started a long time ago. <laughs> like what? What? What is it? 130? Is that what it is? Down to the semifinals or you know semifinalists? It's a lot of semifinalists. But then again, there's a lot of football players I've ever played. So 130. We counted. We counted nine former Cowboys, but there's some air quotes around former Cowboys. Okay, mm -hmm. only Woodson and Eric Williams, maybe Leroy Glover. You would say. Or like Cowboys, Herschel Walker, yeah, but uh, but nobody that's played as long as, as Darren Woodson, and 
Are you at this point, Darren, that's like, well, I mean, I'm not going to sit and, and sweat it right now because you've kind of been at this at this point before? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't read a lot about it, Nick. I mean, I, I honestly don't. I, I just don't keep up with it. Um, it's not something that every year I look and go, okay, maybe this is the year. I, I just, you know, th- there's been some frustration. And, and, of course, being a competitor, man, you always want – I've always wanted to be in a Hall of Fame. I always felt mm-hmm. like I was deserving by all the positions I played and the flexibility and the things I was able to do on the field. But at the same time, man, I can't – do, I don't want that to consume my identity because it, it's not my identity. Mm-hmm. You know, I, There's so much more that I'm doing now, but – of course, man. You want to be, you want to be recognized by your peers, man. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that. So yeah, I mean, I, do I want to be in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Do I wake up every day and go, oh, what, what year is this, and where am I on the boats in this? No, man. I just, it, it does not consume me in, in that way. Well, it's going to consume us. I think it sounds like Corey Majors. <laughs> yes, it no, Corey. It's, it's our job. So All right, we'll do it then. <laughs> How do you find out about that, Woody? Do, you, do people tell you about it? Do they reach out people to you? Tell. Yeah, I always get calls. You guys like Nick. Hey, and I'm like, I didn't okay, call you today. I didn't call no, you, you today. Didn't. I forgot. You didn't. No, you didn't. I knew I was going to talk to you tonight. <laughs> After but, the call. Hey, yeah. So, hey, Woody. Yeah. It, if we get this far, can, can I? In 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 COVID is done and all that. I mean, can I be in the room? I just want to be in the oh, room. Oh, dude, you're in the room, dog. Really? Hey, they're not going to be able. To, oh, dog. They're not going to be able to keep peep my folks out, man. <laughs> I was, I was really, I was, with me. I was really just Nick joking, is, but I'll get a camera no, or whatever. I want to, no. I just want to hear that knock and what it would be like yeah, on the other side. Absolutely. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but but it's going to happen one day. So yeah, you know what? You know the shame would be if we don't get the knock. You got a hundred people in the room and there's no knock. Well, the door's just knock. the door's open. Hey, that's what's going to be. It's this is what you party. do. Hey, what's, this is what you do. The camera will be rolling. Get mad. I mean, pissed. <laughs> Like Drew Pearson did, they saw that, and then they're like, "You know what, man? That's sad." Next year, boom, he's mm-hmm. he's going in. That's what happens. I don't. That's I mean, what happens, huh? It works that way. Harry Carson <laughs> from the Giants, eight years in a row, made it to like the final fifteen and never got in. And he told the and oh. he told them politely, "Please remove me from the list. I'm not going in next year." And guess what? He went. He went he in. Went next in. Year. So oh, wow. that's what you eight have to do. Great. Oh my god. So. Why even do that to people, man? Why even do, put them in a room? I know. Bring Everson, everybody out. I can't just to imagine. disappoint the guys. Man, Everson Walls, not, I think. Like, Everson oh. got that long. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. That's rough. Well, man. Woody, what have you been doing other than being up for the Hall of Fame again? What have you been doing with your time the last four months that's been driving you so crazy? What are you doing for you know, work like and that, all that? Little, yeah, man, I'm like a little kid in a candy store right now, man. I, I've never grown up. My, my wife will tell you in a heartbeat that I'm just, I feel like. You know, I'm that guy. That Don't say that because feels... it could sign you to play safety tomorrow. <laughs> no, that ain't happening. Okay. You and I both know. Well, I, I mean, don't right say now. you're a kid and all <laughs> that because I could use you. <laughs> okay, sorry. I, I, I'm done. Go, Woody, go. No, sorry. but, I, you know, I, I'm a partner at uh, my commercial real estate firm at uh, ESRP, which is located in our headquarters are at, uh, at the Cowboys at the, at the Star. And we actually oversee the practice field, so you know I got a little inside knowledge every once in a while about you know <laughs> what the practice is like. But then, you know, I'm also a, uh, a founder of a, a of a uh, social media a SaaS company, which is we call Counterfine. We eliminate uh, counterfeit merchandise on social media pl- platforms. And then 
I just started a podcast with Tyler Klutz and a gentleman by the name of Ben Gibbs, who are both are colleagues of mine at uh, my my real estate company. And this week, Nick and I didn't tell you, so we did. We've been doing the podcast, but we did a react. Mm. We went live and re, you know reacted to the Cowboys game this past week, man. And I tell you what, that was hilarious. Wow. It was. I mean, we was real time live. We had fans that were on the monitor that we were answering questions. And uh, a lot of people had always said, man, I wish we can watch the game with you. Well, this past week they watched the game and it was our first time out of doing that. So, again, man, I, I just like to stay busy. Mm. Um, I like to, you know, surround myself with people that are smarter than me. And I know Tyler and Ben definitely are. And they keep it interesting every day. And it's been, man, I'm telling you, man, that's just life is great, man. I have zero complaints about anything, man. I just, God's been good. What, what, what about about three months ago? Did you have any complaints there? When you when I got COVID? Yeah. You know, I was, I, I, why am I laughing? I'm not laughing. I'm yeah, just, yeah, it's a joke. See, no, it it guys, wasn't. I'm boy. sorry. See, guys, this is my boy. I'm yeah. sorry. I wasn't. I'm <laughs> sorry, not geez. laughing at all. That was I, a bad joke, I, man. It's a terrible. Yeah, I wasn't was trying to joke. joke. I wasn't trying to joke. Yeah, I was just. Was. We, we was. talked about it. He said mm-hmm. he would rather tackle Barry Sanders in the open field than deal with COVID. So it's not funny wow. at all because that's that that wasn't funny. You know, I may have changed that though. After a couple of the first couple of days, I was feeling that way. Then after day three, I was like, I got this. I got this. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it was, man. It was rough. And the crazy thing about it is that you know. It went through the house, and I was the one. I was the only one that got sick. Mm. I, I seriously, I was the only one that felt like you know I had. It felt like I was my body was sore. It felt like I played a game at my age now. Mm. It felt like I played a month a, 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 a Sunday night game and then turned around and played a Thursday night game. Ooh. And this is the leftover on Friday. And I was you know that's the sore part I had the first two days plus the chills and the flu-like symptoms but like day three and a half day four i was i was almost back man I, you know i started feeling pretty good and i don't you know i didn't have anything to really compare it to i've had the flu once in my life and it wasn't that bad but you know this was if anything it was double what i had when i had the flu hmm. what I just completely lost my train of thought. We, we got on COVID talking. I don't. What's the name of your podcast, Woody? <laughs> Are you ready for this, man? It's going to be a hard one now. It's a hard name to really get a hold of. The Darren Woodson Show. The Darren uh, Woodson Show. Okay. <laughs> the Darren Woodson Show. That's and, the name of the podcast. And where can everybody find that if they want to tune in and listen to you and on Tyler? Any and all social media platforms. Uh, you know, anywhere where you can find. Um, podcasts whether it be apple uh uh youtube on anything you can find us on all those platforms so just go wherever you want to go as far as that that, that has uh podcasts and we'll be on there it's quality content too i've checked it out a number of Man, times i really enjoy it you know what it is it's not we're, we're not sports we're not about sports now we have a lot of sports and entertainers and all but you know we've had ceos to sleep mm-hmm. doctors to to Navy SEALs, I mean, you name it. And and what we want to do and what we want to get accomplished. What a t- Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're losing We him. may have lost Woody, which... I think what he wants to get accomplished is to... Uh, take us to a break, because yeah, it's time for yeah. a break, so that's actually a good segue. They might have actually cut him off. They and said, that's well, our, we, we yeah, need a break. He's talking too much. we got to go to break. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. We are going to take our first break, and when we come back, we are going to talk... 
Rams, Cowboys, hey, and Corey. Yo. We're going to let you talk this next segment, I promise. Sorry. I'm going to shut my, Nick's mic off. Yep. <laughs> we're going to put Woody on pause, and then we're going to get – me and you are going to have a conversation. Does that Let's work? Let's go. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, you're listening to the Happy Hour on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Get ready. SWBC Mortgage, Dallas Cowboys Happy Hour. Check this out. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. And we are back for the second segment of Happy Hour Live from the Star in Frisco. Shannon Gross joined by Nick Eatman, 
Corey Majors, and very special guest, Darren Woodson. And Nick, did you know that at SWBC Mortgage, customized solutions for individuals and businesses are just a click away? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I told you last week. Right. I'm well, glad you remember. I thought there were three clicks away, but there's some, it's only one it's click It's only away. one. Visit SWBC.com yeah. to learn more and start your next adventure. And we are going to start our next adventure with this question. Corey, we're going to let you talk. All right. You finally got to see all this buildup that we've we've had all this angst the entire offseason about this new coaching staff, about these new players. Is this going to be just a completely different looking offense? What's the defense going to look like? We saw it. What were your first thoughts after the game on Sunday night? Um, and, and I just want to be uh, very clear here. I am here to support Darren Woodson and you guys. All right, you guys are really the stars of this show. Um, I, uh, from what I saw from the offense, it looked very vanilla. Uh, it didn't look like they did anything that really jumped off the page to me. Uh, the defense, I wanted to see a little more pressure, but I was excited to see what I did see from Alden Smith. Uh, that was that was fun to see that he could do that a little bit. Little looked a little gassed late, but still made some impressive plays. Um, and uh, it was nice to see a turnover happen. That being said, it wasn't the win, and it wasn't the kind of uh, explosive offense that you really, like, we expected. Uh, and maybe it's just because we had too high expectations for what this team should be. And I think uh, we all kind of pumped that up without seeing what was going on at practice. Now, you guys obviously are around. Y'all been able to see some of these practices go on, and from the people that we were talking to, it looked like there were some really cool things, or we were hearing that there were some really good things going on. So I'd, my biggest thing is what I want to see after, after McCarthy's first game with this team, how he adjusts, how he expects them to adjust, and what he expects them to clean up uh, to become what, he had, what his vision for what this team is. Woody, what did you expect, and then what what did you see, and did, was it above below your expectations, or how did you think about the game? You, you know what, I didn't I didn't have an expectation based off of you know one of the things that we didn't get was we didn't get a preseason, and and I know people always say well the veterans don't play much and the starters don't get much time, but yeah you do you get a little look. And you get to see guys, you know, move around a little bit in the preseason. And, you know, especially game three in the preseason, you get geared up a little bit. I think we lost Woody again. Well, Nick, you were you were at the game. You was. You traveled. Little different, little different feeling, a little yeah. different atmosphere. We, we we didn't have the normal crew that we normally take of about what thirteen, fourteen yeah, people so in the digital 15, group. Yeah. So it was it was basically you and a few other people. What tell us the whole experience? What was the plane yeah. ride like? What was the stadium like? What was the atmosphere? Well, I mean, like you said, fifteen or sixteen. At one point, it was sixteen. I think uh, we took uh, last year down to four. Uh, that's tough. It's also at the same time, you know, I'm grateful and and blessed to be a part of that group. You know, mm -hmm. um, keep my streak alive. You know, I hadn't missed a game <laughs> 20 years. So I wasn't trying to miss one, but um, but anyways, it, it it was it was tough to to not have everybody there. But the, the stadium was awesome. It was beautiful. It looked a lot like our stadium, which I think that the same builder, so that should happen. A uh, lot less of, of the price, but it was still it, it was an awesome, beautiful place. I didn't really get to see the fan experience, all the bells mm -hmm. and whistles from the outside and all that. Um, but you know, I had my own suite to myself. It was like nice. a twenty-five person suite, and it was cool for about six minutes, and then I was like. <laughs> 
That's it. And then a play happens, and you you know you're hearing a crowd. You know, I dropped my pen. Seriously, this happened. I dropped my pen down by the seat. And I went to get it, and I looked up, and there's C.D. Lamb for 38 yards, and and I didn't even see that it happen. There's no replay. You don't hear the crowd. Usually, a crowd will tell you, mm-hmm. "Look up, dummy." You know, but like that didn't happen. So that was that was kind of surreal. But but it it was really. It, it was it was just weird, you know, just hearing people, you know, just hearing the sideline and all that. Um, I thought that was kind of – it was just a strange atmosphere to kind of not have everybody, you know, with me. But then also just the crowd noise and all that. It just did not feel or, or sound like a football game. Yeah, the stadium looked amazing on TV. I mean, I yeah. don't know if it looked it, $4 billion worth of amazing, but it looked <laughs> really amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it was it was amazing. I honestly, I didn't know what to expect, and 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 of course, it wouldn't have been twenty twenty to not get off the plane on Saturday and hear. Well, we may not play the game because the, the of the air quality. They may oh, move geez. it to San Diego right. or wherever. And I'm like, of course, it's it can't just be that easy where we just go and play. I didn't realize that it, what it was was a you know it, it wasn't a enclosed stadium. It was a canopy over it, and you know that's why I was like, well, why does it matter? I thought I thought it was like a dome, but I guess I didn't read up on it. So, Woody, I think we got you back. Man, I just gave you guys gold. Mm-hmm. I gave you guys gold, and it got cut off, man. No. Well, you're going to have to repeat it because I, I like gold. I yeah. like gold. I want to hear gold. That's why we have you on the show, and I'm tired of hearing man, Nick I, talk. Oh, my God. I just can't go back on this, man. That was it. It was the one take. One take. <laughs> he, you, know, you know, like a, a point he was making about preseason, I was going to say this. Yeah, the players don't always play. The vets don't play a lot. But I tell you who does play an entire – preseason or you know is there for the whole preseason game and then those are the coaches mm-hmm. yep. you know they call everything they yeah. they they know who's going to do the, who's going to challenge who's going to say this who's going to make this call and, and who's going to talk to a player on the sideline and it looked like maybe a staff that had never done it before, you know. So, n- no excuses, but you know, coaches need preseason games as much as yes. anybody else and I Agreed. think that was a big part. I agreed, and I don't know where I got cut off, man, but, you know, the one thing about having a preseason is you, you, you get to a point, especially in training camp, when, and, and you're going through a preseason, well, you do, you know, they don't have as many physical practices, but when you do have some physical practices and you go against the Raiders or another team in, in training camp, those, those practices sharpen you a little bit. They get you calloused. They get you ready for the first game. They didn't. Look, both sides of the ball, specifically on the Cowboys side of the ball, offensively and defensively, they weren't physical, man. They, you can tell that they just, you know, they were a step behind. They weren't as, you know, I've seen Demarcus Lawrence explode p- through people against the run. I didn't see a whole lot of that explosion this week. And I think it's just they, they needed to get this behind them. They needed to see someone else. And now I think things will be a little different. I think they'll come out and play better this week. What are your expectations going into week two, Nick? Is it going to? Are you expecting a different looking team? I mean, this yeah. this looked a lot like the team that we've seen the last ten years. They they started off sluggish, they were getting some yards, but then they you know kind of yeah. you know sputtered there at the end, putting points on the board. It looked a lot of the play calling looked the same. We didn't see all this as advertised. You know, fancy offense we're going to have with these new toys and tricks and weapons. So, only thing we saw was Antoine Woods at fullback, which I I love that. That was amazing. Yeah, that was that was good. Uh, I have for two years. I've been asking that. I even asked Antoine Woods, "Why don't they put you in there?" And he's like, "I'm ready." So. Uh, you know, maybe maybe he, he finally got into him. <laughs> maybe he uh, listened to your show. It may, yeah, doubt it. But uh, 
Parents, I think we're going to see some points. Yeah. I mean, just that's, we'll see more. Well, I, I bet they double the, I bet they get over 35 points this week. And it might, Ooh, it might wow. Need, well, I think so. Atlanta's defense no, is not it. that great. Atlanta's, you know, they, they gave up a lot of points last week. Atlanta did. And I think it'll be more of a shootout type of game. Uh, you know, I don't think the, the fans are going to make the huge difference, but it might sound more like football. What do you think, Corey? Well, I'm, I'm interested in what happens up front because the Cowboys' offensive line, did not look as it didn't look good, and Tack McKinley and uh, Grady Jarrett, those guys got some pressure on Russell Wilson last week. Uh, even though they were able to get the ball out and make some plays downfield, the Cowboys weren't able to strike downfield the way you wanted to see them do. So that's kind of something that concerns me about what their offense is doing because I don't know how much I trust Connor Williams right now. Uh, or uh, Steele was good in the first half. They kind of went after him a little bit in the second half and loaded on his side and stuff. But the other thing that I'm really interested in was Mike McCarthy talked about that this about this this morning, and that was this is a different team offensively that you're going against. Whereas, and Darren, you could probably talk a little more about you know how you re- respond to a bunch of this, but. The, the Rams do a lot of stuff underneath. They make linebackers yeah. chase, and then they'll make uh, safeties and secondary uh, folk look very foolish as they run past them. But Julio Jones and, and company, they're vertical. They're going to get deep and try and get behind you. And I just wonder what's, what's more difficult to cover because that's going to be what their job is going to be this week. Well, let me see. I'll, we'll go back on the Rams. Listen, it's hard to prepare for the Rams, specifically the first time out, first game of the season, because you have to, what we call, read our keys and be very disciplined defensively. Meaning if you have the tight end, your eyes need to be locked in on the tight end, and you can't take your eyes off of them because you get the bootlegs, you get the waggles. And when the hardest thing to start, stop, when, when the Rams really get you, is when they get the running game going. Because now the play action, now the bootlegs, and now all the waggles, they start to work to your detriment because now you're, you're getting hyper-focused on stopping the bleeding and stopping the run, and now you get the, the play action and they hit you down the field. So it's, it's hard to prepare for, for, for the Rams. If you make them one-dimensional and stop the run and you put Jared Goff in, in true passing situations, now you got them. Now – now you can unleash the dogs, but they never got there in that game, and they're playing from behind most of the time. Going against Atlanta, you're going to get a true drop-back quarterback in Matty Ice. You, you know where he's going to be. So if he has a five-step drop, you know he's going to be there. He's, there's no scrambling. He may step up, but he's not going to beat you with his legs. He's not going to be on the perimeter. He's a drop-back quarterback. Now you have to match up with Ridley. And, of course, that beast, Julio Jones. So that's, that's the key to me is you can't give up the big plays to Julio Jones or Ridley, specifically on the double moves. Corey, you mentioned the, the, off, the Cowboys' offensive line you know, didn't look good. How much of that is, is them not looking good, and how much of that was just number 99 being – one of, if not the most dominant defensive player in the league. Yeah, you know, I do. I do a show with with uh, Woody, your your former teammate Nate Newton, um, during the week, and Nate Nate didn't think the offensive line played that bad. He said that Aaron Donald is just such a beast that 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 was the problem. So, do, do you guys look for the offensive line to hold their own this week, or do you think that's going to be a problem them holding that together throughout the whole season? I, I mean, I think that you're right. He's a wrecking ball, and you put that right in the middle. But if you don't plan to stop him, if you don't plan to try and figure something out there, 
then you're going to see what you saw uh, in this game, and Dak's not going to have time on third down to go deep or to get those deep yardages that you need after you've run a couple times on first and second down. So that was kind of – I understand Aaron Donald being what he is. I, I totally get that part of it. But, man, there's a that, – again, the Atlanta Falcons defense, they got after Russell Wilson. They got some pressure on him. Uh, and I think that – I think what was the number? It was uh, 10 quarterback pressures and 17 hit, – or 10 hits and 17 quarterback pressures was just from the defensive line. So, I mean, that's another one you're going to have to deal with. We'll see if it's just Aaron Donald being Aaron Donald or if it's Grady Jarrett and Tack McKinley and those guys doing their job too. All right, let's take our next break. When we come back, Woody, I want to get your opinion on a couple of questionable calls. One, coach going for it on fourth down. I want to know if you have a problem with it. And you're, you've done a you've done a little coverage in your life. I want to get your take on uh, the little roughhouse penalty there towards the end of the game. Did you think it was justified or do you think it was a bad call? We're going to get into that and so much more. And the rest of the show, you're listening to the Happy Hour on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
back, back to back. the SWBC Mortgage Dallas Cowboys Happy Hour. Yeah, check this out. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. And we are back. You're listening to the Happy Hour on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. SWBC Mortgage Customized Solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit SWBC.com. I am Shannon Gross, joined by my good buddy Nick Eatman. 105.3, the fans, Corey Majors, also former Dallas Cowboy intern Corey Majors, Mm -hmm. and former (laughs) Dallas Cowboy stud Darren Woodson. Welcome back to the show. Hey, hold on. If you're a former Cowboy stud, you're always a Cowboy stud. You know, you're not ever going to be Did I say former stud? Yeah, you're not ever going to be a former, like, he's, great player. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's just always a great player. I meant to say former Cowboys player, and then stud yeah. just came to mind. I threw it in there. So you're <laughs> we right. Can say Thank that. you for correcting me. We can me. say that because we're the only people in the star that actually has a life-size picture of Darren Woodson autographed. <laughs> autographed. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the best part. How did, how did that happen? So give you a little backstory. We had to pick when we got our brand-new offices here at the star. Everybody had to pick a picture that goes on your wall. And, and Nick and I share an office, and we were like, who are we okay with be If we're here another 15, 20 years, who are we okay with having on our Darren wall? Darren Woodson. And that, we, that's, that's how that conversation yeah. went. I didn't even let you finish. Yeah. Like Darren Woodson. And I was like, okay, I'm good with that. So we get the picture. We have it on the wall. And I walk back in one day, and it's autographed. Woody had autographed it. And I'm like, yeah. so t- how did that even happen? I don't it, know. It happened because... As as always, when Woody sees me, he likes to to talk uh, junk, if you will, <laughs> with me. And so he was like, "You don't ever answer your phone or whatever." You, uh, we used to be boys. That's what he said. We used to be boys, right? Remember, I was I called you or whatever. We used to, we used to be boys. I was like, "Oh, we are." I was like, "Watch this. Come over here. I want to show you that we are still boys." And he saw that. And he was like. Oh, okay. And then he was yeah, like, where's boys. the Sharpie? <laughs> yeah, we're boys. <laughs> no, with, I mean, I say this. Darren is is my all-time favorite player, and I'll say that. I don't care if he's on the other line or not. He might have dropped by now. I don't even know if he's still there. No, either. Okay, good. <laughs> so, Woody, all-time favorite, and the reason why is because in 2000, okay, we were at this place in Wichita Falls, this, this Graham Central Station. It's like a five bars in one. It's it's not recommended, but it's it's it was a hot spot in Wichita Falls, Texas. And um, Darren was there. I think Coach Joe Avizano, the late Coach Joe, was singing, and we were there, I don't know. And Woody asked me, he was like, so I've seen you around a little bit. What, what do you do? He's asking questions. He, you know, no player. I bet you a handful of players have ever taken the time to do that. And if they did, they certainly weren't five-time pro bowlers and, and, and on the doorstep or, or on the verge of going to the Hall of Fame at some point. He just cares about people. And that's why I love you about you, Woody. You, you're, you're an outstanding player. You were an outstanding player, but t- ten times better as a person. And I don't care what this sounds like because I believe that. And I could only say that about one or two players that ever played for the Cowboys. I appreciate that, man. And, you know, yeah. I, I wanted, you know, I, I do have a little secret to tell you. Uh-oh. Um, someone bet me that I would have that conversation with you and I won the bet. So I picked up. Somebody <laughs> what? Joking, <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, somebody bet you about way back then? Somebody said, I I, I bet you you would spend. They gave they said it was a $10 bet, and they said, I bet you you won't talk to that young kid for five <laughs> minutes. And I was like, yep, give me that 10 bucks. Well, that's okay. Hey, you know what? It, it was, I hope it was worth it. I hope it was worth the $10. I wonder who you bet, though. Because now he's going to go burn burn the picture that's on our wall. Our office is yeah. going to be on fire when I go upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. Horns coming out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. okay, Daryl. I still love you. 
<laughs> well, Nick, I know how you feel about this because you wrote an article about it. Corey, kick us off and let us know how you feel about it. Coach McCarthy going for it on, on fourth down. You could tell by the play call on third down that, that they were going to go for it on fourth. When they did it, came up short. It, I mean, it was it was a good call. There was traffic in the middle. CD cut the, the route a little bit short. The safety made a, an amazing play to, to get to the point of attack before he could get to the first down marker. Were you okay with the call? Not so okay? What would you think, Corey? I, I love it uh, because he wants to see what these guys are made of. What's the old saying of you never know how tall you are until you're underwater? And he doesn't know what this team is yet. And if they can't make those plays whenever he goes for them, then he'll, he'll realize, I can't call those for these guys. But if they do, hey, man, what, we don't know what we're made of until we, fit, until we try it out a bunch of times and see what happens. So I like him trying to test his team and see what they can do. Um, I Again, with, with some of the play, and, and I think there are a lot of people having that discussion. I, I really re- defer to the experts on that. Was Schultz a little deep enough? Did CD nope. cut it a little short? Uh, no. It was a real quality play to make the tackle, and could Dak have thrown that a little further out front to, to make it a better throw for uh, CD's momentum? But there's a lot to learn, but we've been begging for a coach to to go into it with that kind of mentality for a long time, and we finally got a guy that definitely in his history does. What was your take on it, Woody? Yeah, you know, man, I, honestly, I was just the opposite, but I love what Corey just said. And it's so true because I sat there and I was with Tyler Klutz and Ben Gibbs watching that game. And I said, get the points, take the three points. And, and, and that way, and, but that's been the norm for so long. It's all we've mm-hmm. known is play it safe, play it safe. So it's even inbred in myself. And until Corey just said what he said, that's so true, man. You got to find out who you have. And what you have as a team, specifically being a new coach, you, you know, if they get it, then you better believe they're going to be going for fourth and three or fourth and two because he's going to believe in these guys. They didn't get it this time around. And there were – I thought it was a great play that they drew up, that Kellen Moore had drawn up, drawn up mm-hmm. for that play. They knew they were getting one-on-one. The problem was the tight end, Dalton Schultz, didn't get up the field far enough to get his rub. He was supposed to rub off. C.D. Lamb's defender, he didn't get up. C.D. only was running at a one-yard clip, two yards, couldn't get to the marker. And, you know, then things happened. Safety made a good play, made a good tackle. And, you know, it cost them. I mean, that really cost them. But at the same time, you know, I, I love what Corey said because we, we need to change this, this organization and this, these coaches staff, this new coach staff needs to change the mentality of what took place in the past. And that's how you do it. You go for it on fourth and three. So, Corey, good job, man. You changed my mind. Changed his mind. That's awesome. <laughs> Nick, I like it. you wrote an article on the yeah. website about it. You didn't have a problem with them going not. for it. What was your take on it? I, I love three things about it. I'll be quick. I, I, the, the first thing that I, that I loved about it was they got up there on third down. They, they had a plan. They, this was two-down territory. It's, I always say this about when you a good pool player – you know, and I think my dad is listening. He's a great pool player. You got to play three or four shots ahead. You can't just play one ball at a time. And so they, they knew they were going for this. They ran it on third down. Maybe they pop it with Zeke, but if not, they have a more manageable fourth down. I love the fact that they actually running picks. 
Every team in the league is running rub routes and picks except for the Cowboys. So finally, why don't you try to do it? That's why the coaches aren't really saying what really happened because they don't want to tell you that Dalton Schultz was trying to pick him. And, and I also love, as you guys said, I like the aggressiveness. I like to say, hey, let's go win this because I don't think they were better than the Rams. Not that night. They were going to try to have to steal this win. It was, the Rams should have been more ahead in that game, in my opinion. So how many more chances are they going to get down there? Let's go and get these three yards and see. And yeah. if not, our defense will stop them. And guess what? They didn't. But now, now that he knows that. He knows that a little bit more, you know. But but I, you you can't say he can't. You can't have a coach that says I want to go win the Super Bowl. I'm not worried about just playing it safe. I think our goal is to win the Super Bowl. You can't have that mindset and also just want to play it safe and kick field goals all the time. So you can't have it both ways. All the fans loved when he said it, but this is the result of a coach that thinks that way. All right. Before we go to break. We've got one of the best DBs to ever do it for the Cowboys. Yeah. We got to ask you, what do you think of the the I guess the push off, the extended arm call on Michael Gallup oh, there towards man. the end of the game? Is that just is that just football? Is that Rubens racing, or is that man. or was that justified? <laughs> what, what do you think? Man, that was hor- I, I can't even say it. I was gonna call it a horse crap. It was a bad call, man. It was a bad look. I mean, you're at the end of this game. You're in the fourth quarter. I don't know how much time was that. It was under a minute to play in this game, I guess, somewhere in there. The guys are hand fighting. And the one thing I did see, I had no idea that Jalen Ramsey could flop the way he did. (laughs) Fall backwards while running full speed forwards. That was an incredible flop. I mean, Manu Ginobili would be like, (laughs) holy cow, I didn't know this guy had it in him. Love it. I mean, it was it That's was bad. so bad, man. It, 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 I just felt like, you know, one, the one thing I liked about it, uh, as you know, we're along this whole aggressive, being aggressive as a new team and all. They went at the best corner on the field, mm-hmm. and they took a shot down the field, and and Dak put a dime on it. It was a dime, and Gallup made a great catch, ran right by one of the faster corners, one of the best corners in the league. And they took their shot, man. And I just, it just hurts you, hurts your heart by the fact that, you know, the ref got in the way of that. But in no way you make that call, man. You know, but hey, it, it is what it is. I was like, Woody's upset he didn't learn the flop rule when he was playing. <laughs> I know, <laughs> man. Michael Irvin I they called it that pushed way. you on. Yeah. I just felt like if Dorian Finney Smith from the Mavs was guarding LeBron at the final play of the game and, and stole the ball, it was like the refs are like, nah. Nah, nah you're not good enough to do that. <laughs> 13, whoever 13 is, even though he's a 1,000-yard receiver, he's not going to catch one on Jalen Ramsey, the $100 million man, is he? Yeah. But uh, yeah, somebody, right on Twitter, somebody on Twitter just showed me a clip of that. I didn't realize he was hooking him like a, right at the first of that play. I hadn't seen that yeah. before. So yeah. Jalen was hooking yeah. Gallup. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so, of course, his arm looked like it was extended. Uh, he, Get off he was me. holding on to right. it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a natural – listen, that's a natural play. Every play you're hand fighting, every play down the field, I mean, you can call that every time. I've, and it just it, – what, what was amazing is that they called it on Gallup. Yeah, at the end of that game, that that just blew my mind. I am glad you said that, or you tried to say that, Woody, because I actually got three text messages right after that, and they and they were one of them was horse, 
One of them was bull, and the other one was chicken. But I was right. just like, all three of them. <laughs> so I was like, I, and I, I actually, I thought horse was the one that was appropriate. So, yes. you know, so. Yes. Uh, all right, let's take our final break of the night. When we come back, there's another football game on Sunday. The Atlanta Falcons visit the Dallas Cowboys here in North Texas. I want to get y'all's take on it. You know, what can we expect for this team from the season? Have you have you seen enough to 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 give us a good assessment of are we making the playoffs this year, guys? That's wow. what I want to know. Oh, One big, game in, God. I want to know. I want to get down to it. Just pole we'll, vault everything. We'll, we'll do that <laughs> and more when we come back on the Dallas Cowboys Happy Hour. SWBC Mortgage, Dallas Cowboys Happy Hour. Yeah, check this out. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. 
We are back to close out the show strong this final segment. Shannon Gross, Nick Eatman, Corey Majors, Darren Woodson, back Cowboys happy hour. And let's get into a little Cowboys Falcons talk. We we play all the bird teams this year, which is something I didn't really realize until today. We play every bird team in the league this year, mm-hmm. which is hmm. random. It's called the bird gauntlet. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> Cowboys and, and and y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but I I feel like the Falcons are the Cowboys of the NFC South. Good quarterback, outstanding wide receiver core, high expectations, and then under-deliver a lot. So I don't know what to expect out of this game. Second game of the year, you don't really know what either team is. You know, you, you know they both have wide receivers. They got, you know, both have really good running backs. Quarterbacks that overperform at times. Sometimes you could argue underperform. So, what's your take on this game? What are you looking for, and what are you kind of expecting? Woody, go ahead and take it away first. Yeah, well, I'm expecting a mentality shift for for the Cowboys based on what they saw uh, on film on Sunday, as far as being in the trenches, uh, winning those battles because they lost a lot of those battles, just physically lost those battles. I think there's going to be a mental shift. I think Coach McCarthy and, and his staff are going to be on these guys about what they're doing this week and hyper-focused on being disciplined and being physical at the point. And I think we're going to see a different team walk out there this Sunday, a more physical football team. Look, if they can get back to their roots. And Zeke, last week, guys, I can't tell you how excited I was to see Zeke run the ball the way he ran he the ball good. last week. He looked good. He, he looked different, man. He looked like – the Zeke in his first couple of years, um, explosive, ran behind his pads, you know, ran through some people. And, and that's what I think they need to get back to is controlling that defensively. Hey, look, man, they, they got to win on first down. And, I, and I, I, don't, I can't tell you how big first down is because if you can make it second and nine, second and eight, and then unleash the pass rushers, I think their strength is everything, you know, is gripping and it's, uh, Alden Smith, that's their strength. And Demarcus Lawrence getting after the quarterback in obvious passing downs. That's when they're going to win battles. When they lose is when they get it in third and two and they're guessing. So uh, I think they're going to make a change this, this week. I think that the energy is going to be different this week, and I think they pull out a win. Corey, you expecting more of what you saw in the first week, or or you think that was just kind of what we talked about on the show? It's the coaches getting in a rhythm. It's the, you know, the players not – you know, the energy level didn't seem like it was there. It's, maybe it's just kind of getting back in the swing of things with no preseason. Or, or do you think you think this is going to be a different-looking team coming into week two? I, I, I expect a different team because I expected that team to show up in game one, too. So, uh, I, obviously, I would like to see that team kind of uh, reveal itself here in game two a little more. I have a lot of questions. Uh, my first one is, and, and Nick, you may know a little more about this, but – did Jalen Smith's responsibilities change when Leighton went out of the game? Uh, was he more responsible for calling the defense and put it together, or was that was that in Joe's hands? It was Jalen. You're right. It, it, they did switch things up for 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 Jalen right there in the in the middle of the game. What I don't know, and I'm sure this coaching staff's not going to be the one to tell us, <laughs> is is how they're going to flip it back and and if. If we're going to see more, if Joe Thomas is going to be making calls, you know, don't rule out Luke Gifford being a part of that too. I think Luke's going to, uh, you know, play some uh, as well. So it, it'll be interesting to see exactly what happens at linebacker. Okay, so that was that was one question because obviously that 
you know, that puts you on skates a little bit, trying to figure, you know, he didn't expect that going into it. He expected his uh, teammate to be right there doing the, making those calls. But even still, you got to be ready for those moments. Uh, the defensive front, I don't know. Like, I saw somebody on Twitter say, hey, uh, and if you have Todd Gurley, start Todd Gurley this week. And I don't know if that's a shot at what's going on in the middle still. Uh, but, you know, the Rams are pretty good at making that, uh, exposing what the Cowboys do in the middle. They've done it a, a number of times now. Uh, I don't know if Todd Gurley is going to be that dude to do it. But then I look at the numbers. Julio Jones, 9 for 157. Russell Gage, 9 for 114. And Calvin Ridley, 9 for 130 for two times in Pater. Like that right there. That scares me a little bit with the with this secondary. But Jordan Lewis is he gonna? Does he sound like he's gonna be back in game mode this week, guys? I, I think he, he did practice this week. So. There we go. So I'm I'm, I'm really excited to see how everything pairs up out on, on the outside with these guys. It's gonna be a lot of fun uh, for these two offenses and these two defenses to go up against each other. Woody Corey Corey brought it up three stud wide receivers three over well over 100 yards this first game how do how do you think the secondary of the cowboys looked this first game especially digs and you know the new guys look you know cheeto got an interception that i was excited yeah. i mean i was like hey game's over <laughs> cheeto got an interception i'm happy um look I, I think there is watching digs play this week gave up two big plays but there's some fight in that dog man mm. There is some serious fight in that young rookie. He came back later on, makes a play, big play, makes a big tackle to to make it fourth down, which was it was a one on one tackle on the outside with a big running back. But I like what I'm seeing in these young guys. Look, there's it's going to be a tough matchup, however you call it. They can't get. They're not going to match up one on one on the outside with Julio Jones, Ridley, and, and the crew over there. That's just not. They just they're going to have to double someone, and someone's going to have some one on ones. Here's how you stop all that. Get them in passing downs. And then the defensive ends, Alden Smith, Demarcus Lawrence, Tyrone Crawford, whoever you want to bring on, out, uh, Everson Griffin, have to get after the quarterback. That stops those deep seven routes, those deep pump routes, those, uh, those nine goes. That stops all that because they just don't have time to throw it. So that's, their, that's the defense this week. It's, you're not going to match up and think you're going to win all the outside battles. That pass rush better get there to help you out. Nick, what do you think the, the problem was with the pass rush this week? Was it just sluggishness? Was it schemes? Like, yeah. you know? Well, I don't know about sluggishness, but I, I do think the, the scheme, the, the way the Rams play it, and we saw it two years ago in the, in the, in the uh, playoff game, that there's always somebody going in motion, fake here, and, and they, they just, they're messing with your eyes. I mean, you're, you've already you've got guys you know, looking in so many different places, so, and then they get the ball out quick. You know, they, they weren't sitting back there all day long with it so uh they did their best to 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 not have the pass rush be a problem um however the cowboys didn't put them in a lot of third and long situations they were getting too many yards up front on first down uh and and kind of staying ahead of the chain so i think that's going to be a big key for the cowboys is trying to put them in third and long situations because if you if it's third nine you get the ball out quick that that's probably not a deep throw that's going to be something quick short and make the tackle nick you want to give us a Prediction for this week, or is it too yeah. early in no, the week I mean, for I, us to talk about it, predictions? I said it earlier. I think they double up their points. I think they get a 35. I, I, I think something like 38-28. That's what I'm thinking. I, I, I think the Cowboys will be uh, crisp on offense, move the ball around, and it'll be a fun game. And But I, I think the Cowboys get get a, get a win, 38-28. Corey, 
what you thinking this week, man? Guys, I am going for the first forty burger of the season. Uh, I'm How many did the Cowboys score though? Oh yeah, the well, um, <laughs> I think it's going to be like a 40, 42 to thirty-five, thirty-seven game. Wow. I'm going to go for something like some wild like that. I want to see an offensive slugfest. But who wins? Oh, uh, Cowboys. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. You didn't say uh, it, so you got to uh, check. Yeah, you you got to check. Yeah, you, you're right. You're right about that. Look, I'm going to go thirty-five, thirty-one. Cowboys win this one, but I, I agree. I think there's going to be some points up. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm seriously, I'm excited. I think the Cowboys weapons are going to match mm-hmm. what 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 the Eagles are doing as well. I think the Cowboys weapons will have some big day, have a big day this week. Got about a minute left, Corey. Do you have a question for Woody before we get out of here? Um. Uh, Oh man, I wish I would have been prepared for this, Shannon. I'm yeah. sorry. Put them on the spot. I'm Shannon. so sorry. Like Shannon. Put them all on the spot. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Do you, do you like football? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, who Who was your favorite coach to ever play for Ooh. as a cowboy? Oh man, that's a good one. Uh, look, I, a lot of them. You know, I love Dave Campo because he brought me up in the system. Of course, uh, Mike Zimmer was phenomenal. Uh, Mike Zimmer will probably bring me in if I ever go into the Hall of Fame. He'll probably he be he'll be the one to bring me in. That's a good, um, a good question. Yeah, look, good. man. I mean, head coach uh, Parcells changed me, made me a better player uh, in the two years that, that that I spent under him. A year and a half I spent under him, and I wish I had, would have had him for uh, you know my entire career. But Lovey Smith, when I came into college, man, made you know turned me into a grown man. So there's been a lot of good ones. I, I don't think anybody in Cowboys history has played for five uh, head coaches other than Woody. I, I wow. think that's still the, I think that's still uh, yeah. the trivia. We got to go, right. Nick. Thank you, sorry, Corey. Thank you, <laughs> thank you Woody. Guys. It's been a pleasure. You've listened thank to Happy Hour on Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!